0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned, at the end of the program we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: So last week we talked about God made vegetation, yes? Well, vegetation needs sun for photosynthesis, converting light from energy of the sun. We need the sun, the moon, the stars. So on the fourth day, God sets the rhythm of the universe, signs and seasons, days and years. And isn't it true? Since the beginning of time, man has used the sun, the moon, and the stars to mark time and navigate and determine direction. Think about it. Thousands of years ago, people would navigate by the stars. And thousands of years later, people can still navigate by the stars. They can, and maybe they don't. Maybe they got Google Sea, Google Ocean, or something but they can still navigate by the stars and by the same constellations that they saw 1,000 years ago. Look at verse 15 and 16. And God said, Let them be for the lights in the firmament to give light on the earth. And then God made two great lights. Y'all still with me? The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Evolution has struggled to explain all the bodies that exist in the universe. All the trips to the moon, all the satellites in space, all the paraphernalia has given them no insight into how the universe could have possibly evolved. And that makes total sense to me because it didn't evolve. God made it all. God made it all. Did you know? And I found this pretty fascinating. Did you know? that at one time, the U.S. government spent a $100 million looking for intelligent life on other planets. And of course, they they didn't find any. And I thought that money would have been better spent looking for intelligent life in Washington. But that's not, that's, that is not, that is not a political party declaration, okay? I'm talking about getting all sensitive on me there. All right. Look at verse 14. For signs and for seasons. Now, listen. When God set the light in heaven for signs, it probably includes what we call the zodiac. The Hebrews called it the Maseroth. You ever heard that before? The Mazaroth. The Bible talks about it. In Job chapter 38, 31, 32, I have it for you on the screen. Can you bind the cluster of the uh, Pleiades? Of the Pleiades, that's a cluster of stars. Or lose the belt of Orion? Can you bring out Maseroth? That's a pattern of stars. In its season? Or can you guide the great bear with his cubs? Now Listen. Let me bring up a topic here at Calvary Chapel, which I don't think, and maybe my, 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 my secretary can correct me later, but uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever brought this topic up from the pulpit here at Calvary Chapel. And that is the topic of astrology. Astrology. Um, astrology. Y'all remember back in the day. When you know when, you know when you, you know you see you meet somebody, I remember back in the day when you meet somebody and and it was kind of like the opening statement it was like you meet a girl, and the opening statement was, uh <clears throat> uh-huh, you, you you meet a girl and you go, "Hey, uh, hey, how you doing hey hey, what's your sign?"
2: what's
1: your, what's your sign?" You remember that? What's your sign? You don't know the girl's name. You don't know if she got teeth in the mouth. You don't know nothing. But you just say, you know what I mean? You go, what, what's your sign? She go, I'm a Pisces. You know, she goes, what's your sign? You go, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, yeah, I know y'all Scorpios. Y'all Scorpios. Y'all. The Scorpios have a reputation. And I'm going to leave that just right there, okay? And uh, don't ask me after service what it is, and I'm not telling you, Okay? And uh, that, that's fine. Keep it to yourself, all right? And uh, so, and, you know, I'm a Scorpio, and, and you know, in this size, and, and don't get me wrong, I really believe that many God-loving, God-fearing Christians who, you know, do that kind of thing, um, they just don't know. They just don't know. But astrology, listen, is a t- satanic corruption of God's original message in the stars. God's original message in the stars is his plan of redemption. And Satan, like always, has taken something good and godly and corrupted it. Astrology is the study, briefly, is the study of the position of the sun, the moon, the stars. And astrologers, listen, perhaps you know this, unfortunately you know this, astrologers use an astrological chart called a natal horoscope. The chart calculates the exact position of the sun, the planet, and the moon. When a baby is born, they believe the exact position of heavenly bodies send forth the unique magical powers that permanently stamp the newborn child. And the celestial stamp determines the child's future uh, character and ultimately their destiny. Listen, I'm not saying that I don't believe it works. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't, say, I don't say I don't believe witchcraft works. And I don't believe, you know, some people go, well, you know what, I don't, I don't believe it. And because I don't believe it, it ain't going to work on me. I, I don't know that that's a very wise thing to say. I really don't. I I don't. I don't. Cause just because you don't believe it, don't make it true. don't make it any less true. Some people say that they don't believe in God. Does that make it any less true? Amen. So just because you don't believe it, doesn't make it any less true. Now let me tell you this. I do believe this one. I believe it too. I believe it because the word of God says it. The word of God talks about this. In Isaiah chapter 47, verse 12 through 13, it says this, and I have it for you on the screen. Stand now with your enchantments and the multitude of your sorcerers, that's witchcraft, in which you have labored from your mouth. Perhaps you will be able to profit. Perhaps you will prevail. You are wearied in the multitude of your counselors. Let now the astrologers and the stargazers and the monthly prognosticators stand up and save you from what shall come upon you. What I'm saying to you, saints, listen simply. And what God is saying to you simply is: stay away from it. Christians have no. I'm waiting while you clap your hands. Stay. You. You don't have the. You don't have no business getting. Tied up and wrapped up and playing the Ouija boards. And for those of y'all that are in college and, you know, that's popular, you know, we're going to play the Ouija boards and, and all that other kind of stuff. Listen, I ain't playing Ouija nothing. If it got Ouija in it, I don't want to play it. Pray for me. This is third service, all right? If it's got Ouija in it, any kind of G in it, I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm getting tired. <laughs> because we don't, we don't, we don't want to bother with those kinds of things. And listen, anything that God wants you to know, he will tell you. Amen. Anything God wants you to know, he'll tell you. If you don't know it, it's because God doesn't want you to know it. Memory verse Deuteronomy 29 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. The things that God has already shown us is enough for us to live godly, holy, happy lives, and we don't need to know anything more. I can't handle the stuff I already know. Okay, I'm already struggling with the stuff I know. I don't need nothing else. I'm not trying to find out. And listen, there's some things that, listen, God doesn't want mankind to know. It's not for the secret things belong to the Lord. You don't need to know everything. And that's why I'm not going to spend 30 minutes, an hour talking about astrology and things. that. You don't need to know all of these things. All you need to know is stay away from it. If somebody tell you we're going to do this, that, and the third, no, we're not. Hallelujah. (laughs) No, we're not. Look at verse 16. I think verse 16 just kind of strikes me as an oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, he made the stars also. It just seems like a throw in statement, doesn't it? Like, he made the stars also. Can you pass me the salt? (laughs) Not only did he make the stars, but listen, he knows the number of the stars and he has given them names. You got a pen? Psalm 147.4. He counts the number of the stars and he calls them by name. Isaiah 40.26. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their hosts by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. Saints, I don't know. Maybe can I get a witness in here? We serve a mighty big God. We serve a mighty... Big awesome God. David said his knowledge for me is too wonderful. Is awesome. Is too wonderful for me. His knowledge and his greatness and his vastness and the magnificence of God. Did you know that within the Within the cup of the Big Dipper is estimated, watch this, 100 million galaxies. A galaxy has 100 million stars. A galaxy is 100,000 light years across. A light year is the distance that light travels in a year at the rate of 186,000 miles per second, which equals 1 million miles per hour. Our galaxy is 5,880,000,000 times 100,000 miles across. That is too many zeros for my head. That's too big a number for my head. NASA scientists has, um, NASA has scientists known as astrobiologists and they study the qualifications for complex life to exist on planet, on a planet. And there's a DVD series and if you're interested, It's called the privileged planet, the privileged planet. And it's interesting because it says, they, they pointed out for water to exist, the planet has to be the right distance from its star. Our planet is in, listen at this, our planet is in what is called the Goldilocks zone. Have you heard that? The Goldilocks zone. The Goldilocks zone is a very narrow zone in the solar system. It's too hot. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's the if the Earth were just five percent, get this, the Earth were just five percent closer to the sun, it would be like Venus, surrounded by vapor, too hot, up to nine hundred degrees. If the Earth were just twenty percent further from the sun. Carbon dioxide clouds would form in the upper atmosphere, and an ice age would occur, and the earth would be like Mars. Look at verse 17. We got to move forward. God sent them in the midst of the heavens to give light to the earth. So God knew exactly where to place everything. Somebody say amen. And I remember I told you that the word firmament, and do you remember I told you the word firmament could, uh, refers to uh, three heavens, the sky, the sky the space or the stellar, and the heaven of heavens, the place where Paul was caught up to, the third heaven, the heaven of heavens, where God dwells. Well, what we're talking about here, the firmament, is the outer space. This is the, the place where, uh, of James T. Kirk's final frontier, uh, the outer space, the stars, the planet, the space. And the fact that life is able to exist on earth speaks of a creator. I mean, take into account all the necessary factors to sustain life. Uh, Factors such as galaxy type, star location, star age, star mass, star color, distance from a star, axis tilt, rotation period, surface gravity, tidal force, magnetic field, oxygen quantity in the atmosphere, atmospheric pressure, and 20 other important factors. They estimated that the probability of all of these occurrences happening in any one place at one time, like a Big Bang or something like that, is one in 10 to the 42nd power. That's one in Over 10 with 42 zeros after it. The total number of possible planets in the universe is 10 to the 22nd power. Listen, God positioned everything perfectly. And if the earth were closer to the sun, the sun's gravitational pull on the earth would be greater and eventually stop the rotation of the earth. On one side of the planet would be grilled and on the other side of the planet would be a popsicle. Did you know the moon is half the size of the earth? The surface of the moon is smaller than the continent of Asia. The gravitational pull of the, new, of the moon stabilizes the Earth's rotation, which assures seasons and changes. The magnetic field, the liquid iron in the core, generates a magnetic field that protects us from the solar wind. If our planet was smaller, the field would be weaker and the solar wind would strip away our atmosphere. I told you that the atmosphere is 78% nitrogen and 21% oxygen and 1% carbon dioxide and some other little gases. What I'm trying to tell you is that there's a perfect mixture to give us the temperature, climate, protection from the harmful sunful rays, sun's rays and the correct mixture of gases for water and life to exist on earth. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. The earth, the earth, Oh, I'm not done yet. The earth is three-fourths ocean. There are approximately 141 million square miles of water on the earth. That's 71% earth. There are approximately, or 71% uh, uh, of the earth that's covered in water. There's approximately 199 million square miles of surface of the earth if you flatten the earth like a pancake and allow the water to cover the pancake planet, you would be under a mile and a half of water. Isaiah 40 verse 12 tells us the Almighty God calculates the dust of the earth. The Almighty God weighs the mountains and the hills on a scale. That's a big scale. And he does all this because he is the Almighty God, the El Shaddai. And I cannot help but want to sing, How Great Thou Art. Every time I read these kind of facts or go through, you know, uh, in uh, Colossians 1, 16, 17, 18, he holds all things together by the word of his power. And, 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 and uh, I, I think of how great thou, thou art. Oh Lord, oh Lord my God, when I, in awesome wonder, consider all. I
2: can't do it, with it I can't do it. I told singing it. Consider all the universe displayed. What is it, y'all? I see the star. I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout. The universe displays. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. Come on, help me, come on. How great thou art. How great thou art. Then sings my soul. My Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. do not that make you want to sing that?
1: That just makes you want to sing that. I don't know. How great thou art. And of all the days of creation, listen, they're all leading up to the day that God will perform his greatest act of creation. You know what that is? Man. God creates man to worship him. The word worship means to turn to kiss. Worship, I'm getting ahead of myself, because that ain't until not next week but the week after. Worship is the purpose for which you were created. I'm going to wait while four people clap their hands. <laughs> worship is the purpose. While we were created, you were created. You were not created to make money. You were not created to get an education. You were not. Don't get me wrong. All these things are good. You were not created to be famous. You were not created to be some, you know, uh, scientific mind in the community. You were created to worship God. And that's why, and that's why when the Pharisees told Jesus, oh, you need to stop them from worshiping you, Jesus said, if I stop them from worshiping me, the rocks are going to cry out. Yes, sir. The rocks will cry out because we were created to worship. That word worship means to turn the kiss. You know, we think worship has to do with, you know, playing guitars or playing, you know, the worship team is playing the music all right. And we're like, oh, yeah, they hot today. Oh, yeah, they are on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they really doing it. Rodney Jr. drumming. Them. <laughs> and we go, oh, yeah, they hot today. They hot today. Oh, they, oh, they really in the worship. Read your Bible. The first mention of the word worship is found in Genesis chapter 22. And it has everything to do with sacrifice and surrender. The word worship means to turn to kiss. When I say let's worship the Lord or Pastor Matt says let's worship the Lord, what he is saying is let's get on our feet and let's turn our attention to God and let's kiss God. That's what worship means. Author and pastor, I'm going to let y'all go get your chicken sandwich. Listen, author and pastor Eugene Peterson talking about the power of worship. He said this, failure to worship consigns us to a life of spasms and jerks. At the mercy of every advertisement and every seduction and every siren. Without worship, we live manipulated and manipulating lives. We move in either frightened panic or deluded lethargy as we are in turn alarmed by spectacles and soothed by placebos. If there's no center, there's no boundary. People who do not worship are swept into a vast, relentless epidemic in the world with no steady direction and no sustaining power. Listen to these wise words from the hymn writer. Immortal, invisible, God-only wise, and light, inaccessible, hid from our eyes. How blessed, how glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious, thy great name be praised. Great Father of glory, pure Father of light, thine angels adore thee, all veiling thy sight, all praise we would render. Oh, help us to see, tis only the splendor of light hideth thee. We're made to worship. Day four. At the end of day four, God sits back. And he goes, you know what? It's good. (laughs) I hope that you are seeing God differently. I see him so differently now. I see him so differently now. I don't know. I think just when you think that uh, you're there, I've been studying for 32 years. I've been preaching pretty much just as long. And yet, even now, I still see God differently. And, I, and I've often said, and I've often said, and I, I think I'm proving myself to myself that this is so true. God's word is deep enough for a theologian to drown in and shallow enough for a baby to swim in. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. A baby can swim in that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. A theologian can drown in that. We could talk about in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth from now to December. December one verse we could because it's so deep it's so rich god is so good god is so good
0: you have been listening to salt and light a radio outreach ministry of pastor rodney finch and calvary chapel Cary, located in apex north carolina